It's an all-new season of the Football NYC Big Blue Breakdown podcast on YesNetwork.com. Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy of BigBlueInteractive.com give the best Giants analysis week to week. And now, Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy. Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome to Football NYC's Big Blue Breakdown podcast. Joe Callow along with Eric Kennedy from the Big Blue Interactive fan website, the number one Giants fan message board on the web. And there's a lot of Giants this week looking to blame the Grinch, looking to blame uh, Tom Coughlin, looking to blame somebody for the disappointing showing of the Giants against the Redskins, and it's something that I really don't understand, Eric. I mean, when you tell this team that they have everything in their hands and they control their own destiny and everything is kind of given to them, just what they would want to ask for with a poor record like they have, they just show up and they lay a stinker like that. Yeah, you know, it's looking at the big picture of this team, you have to start wondering, you know, we're Giants fans and we want to, you know, think that the team's, the best and all that, but you have to start to wonder, you know, if you look at this team, you see they've got outstanding quarterback play this year. They've got really good young wide receivers. But if you look up and down the roster, they're just not getting, and, you know, you can debate whether it's the coaching or you can debate whether it's the injuries or people having down years or, or the talent's just not there. But they don't have a lot of other areas of the team that are really stepping up and performing. So if you look at the wins that they've had this year, they had seven wins. Six of them they had to come back in the fourth quarter to win. So that tells you right there that, um, you know, they're scrambling just to win games at the end, and it's coming down to the quarterback and it's coming down to the wide receivers. Um, The defense is ranked as one of the worst in the league, I think it's 30th or 31st right now. So, so they don't have a defense. They don't run the ball well. They're dead last running the ball, even though they've run it a little bit better in the last few weeks. So, they're just not. You know, I just don't think they're all that good. I mean, people people on the website and Big Blue Interactive have been saying, why is this team so inconsistent? Why? Why are they so up and down? And I think they're up and down because I just don't think they're all that good. I think they've got a quarterback, and I think they've got wide receivers, but they don't have defense and they can't run the football. Special teams have been actually decent this year, not great, but decent. Um, and I think that's why they're inconsistent, and they're in an inconsistent division, and somebody's going to win the division at 9-7. and seven. It might be the Giants. It might be – or the Eagles could win it at 8-8, eight and eight, or, or, or even the Cowboys could, could win it at 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7. and seven. So, I mean, you're looking at a, at a mediocre division, and the Giants are playing mediocre football, and I think we have to step back and just say, you know, it's not a fluke that they lost to the Redskins twice. There's bigger issues with this team. Yeah, and for me, uh, being a Giant fan, I got a sense right off the opening drive because the Giants – get a big interception the first play of the game, and uh, Eli and the offense come out, and they go three and out. I mean, and just I don't even think they got a yard on that first drive. And no, three and completion. And you know what it was? It was your typical your typical Sunday afternoon at MetLife Stadium with the Giants these past couple of years. They just show no life. They just don't seize any opportunities. I mean, think about it, Eric. In the past couple of years, we really saw it only once with the Green Bay game where you really saw this team play pretty much the whole game and show that they wanted to be there. I mean, sometimes I just think that the fans care more about where they're at than the Giants do because if you're a team that controls your own playoff destiny, and I'm not saying the Redskins are a terrible team, 
Uh, but they're but, not good. <laughs> but they, they make they make Rex Grossman continuously look like Johnny Unitas out there. And Grossman did his best to give the Giants the game in that first quarter with two big interceptions. And the Giants get the ball back, and they just look lifeless. And Hakeem Nix just drops a ball that hits him right basically in the face. And it never looked like the Giants really recouped from that drive. And it was really, really tough to watch because, you know, I, I'm sick of hearing people say that the Giants' strength is their pass rush on defense. The Giants have one pass rusher. Yep, the have Giants one have rusher. one defensive player this year, just one player. And he's having a spectacular second half of the season. I mean, he's in on every single play. But, you know, for, for, for somebody to ask me, and we'll get into the Jets game in the second segment, about having faith in this team, what have I seen all season long where I can feel confident about any area of this team, including the offense sometimes, not because of Eli, but because the people around him are so inconsistent? Yeah. See, and Eli and the receivers didn't have their A game against the Redskins. And there's no one else on this team to to uh, carry the load to make up for that difference. There's not a great defense, for instance, to keep keep the team in the game, um, to keep the Redskins from scoring while their offense the, the passing game gets its gets its act together. That's the problem. If you watch a defense, if you're watching maybe a team like the Ravens or the Steelers or something like that, the defense shows up and keeps the other team and keeps the team in the game. When this game, despite everything that went wrong, the Giants left 24 points off the board. They Nick drops the touchdown. He drops a second touchdown um, late late in the fourth quarter. And then on that same series, that's when they um, had a touchdown called back. Uh, so on that series, that was seven. Knicks was seven. They also had the the, the play where, where Mario Manningham and Manning were not on the same page, and Manningham apparently ran the wrong route, and that was an interception. And then they had the, had, had the missed field goal. So, so that's 24 points right there that they left on the field. That they still could have gotten back in, but the defense, the defense has got to make a play. And they, you know, to their credit, they did early in the game. They they got the two interceptions early in the game, but but this was a Redskins team missing a couple of starters on the offensive line. They're missing their star tight end, Rex Grossman, who's who throws interceptions left and right to the quarterback. This is a team that the defensively, you would hope the Giants would have sort of shut down, but like you said, they've got one player on the defensive line who's playing playing well right now you know this this vaunted defensive line never showed up again this season we have the one you know there's injuries and there's other issues there the linebacking core is a bit of a mess and in the secondary once you get past the four guys who have had communications issues anyways but once you get past those four guys and you get prince amukamara on the field and Dion grant on the field you've got issues there too because Mukamara is not ready. He he's physically and mentally not ready. Deion Grant's at the end of his career. They've lost a bunch of corners that that even lesser guys that that they're really missing now because they can't match up with the other team. So there's there's issues with the defensive coordinator. There's an issue with injuries and there's talent issues. But the thing is, is so if Eli and, and the receivers struggle, this team has no chance. But if the Eli and the receivers are are playing well like they've done most of the year. They'll stay in the games, and you just don't know what Giants team's going to show up. They could, they could come, they come and come and beat the Jets, and I'm sure we'll get into that in the second half. But they they can, they could beat the Jets this weekend and get us all excited again um, for the last game. So I, I'm not completely counting them out. It's just very frustrating because 
they're blowing a great year by their quarterback and a great passing year just because the rest of the other team isn't, isn't carrying their own weight. It is frustrating. And as a fan, you know, I like Tom Coughlin. I, all I hear about since the game on Sunday was a lot of analysts saying there was a lot of mental mistakes. You had Entro Roll shooting his mouth off every week. And then he goes <laughs> at the start of the game and he makes he, he misses a huge tackle. So, I mean, I just, you know, as much as I want to hear different people say it's the coach's fault because he needs to get them prepared, it's these mental mistakes. I mean, look, it's not Coughlin out there missing a ball that hits him right in the face. And it's not Tom Coughlin running the wrong routes. But at this point, Eric, I, I really don't know what to do you know, if I'm a fan right now, I don't know if I don't know if the answer is going in a different direction with the coach because I really think that the coach, his future will depend on these next two games. And my reasoning is, the Maras are such a great football family, and the way the Jets have just come in here the last couple of years with Rex Ryan, and I know they're not going to say it's not personal because all they do share a stadium. They're not in the same division, you know. I'm sure the Maras are going to want to hold up their their end of this uh, when the Jets play the Giants, and they need the Giants to have a good showing, if not really, you know, win the game. Because all you've heard the last couple of years are Jets, Jets, Jets. Even though the Giants, I think, have won the last three regular season contests between the teams, which you never hear about. You're just going to hear about this one because of their coach and because of their GM now and the way they go about things. And I also think that they need to have a strong showing because if we're sitting there next week and we're seeing the Dallas fans celebrating an NFC's title in the stadium. The Giants have another poor showing. You know, these last couple of games, two opponents like the Jets and the Cowboys could really, really show us where Tom, Tom Coughlin's future is going. Yeah, I agree, and I think the, the, the key issue here is the Jets, the Jets matter in the sense that, as you said, I think there's a pride issue at stake. And maybe there, it's the Maras and the Tishas that's even more important than I think it is. And I think you're right because I, I, I still hear whispers of how, how important this is to them. But even if you throw that out the window, even if this was another team altogether, the scenario you just laid out would mean the Giants would have lost seven of their last eight games after being 6-2. and two. And the reasons why the Giants have sort of fallen apart in, in several of the seasons since, since the Super Bowl – there are different factors involved. Each season is, is different, and, there, again, there's injuries, and there's all kinds of, of miscellaneous things, extenuating circumstances there. But there is a perceived or real belief out there that this team comes up weak at the end of seasons, and certainly they do at home in December. We've seen that repeatedly. And I think if you get into that kind of situation where they've lost seven of their last eight, and, again, they had their, they had it, and even you know the, the Giants are very lucky. Let's put it this way: what other team could lose five of their last six games, be seven and seven, and still have their playoff hopes not only in their control, but they can, but the division. The Giants still can win the NFC East, and they can still host a playoff game in the Meadowlands. I mean, that's everything that you play for. And if they let this slip through their hands, despite everything that's already happened. Um, and I'm a big Coughlin supporter, it's going to be very difficult for them to, to – there's going to be immense pressure on the ownership to make a change there. So it's going to be very, very interesting if they don't win the next two games to see what happens. And it's going to be particularly tough if they go one and one in the last two games because then what do you do? You know, they miss the playoffs. Um, they just barely miss it again for the second year in a row. But is, 
you know, did, does ownership say, hey, let's give them one more year, or they say, no, no, it's time to clean house and we need to start all over again? My, my problem with giving him one more year is a year from now we're going to be talking about the same thing. Yeah. Because because you really have no stability because he's on these one-year things. And, you know, every year it's always going to be the last month of the season. If they collapse again, is Coughlin gone? And maybe sometimes it takes away from the focus of the team. Look, I like Tom Coughlin. I think he's he's more prepared than a lot of coaches in this league, and his resume speaks for itself. I don't know if the players are, are responding to this man, and it's scary because I'm hoping these players could respond to anybody because I don't know which coach is going to come in here and have to tell these guys that they have to get excited about an NFC East game on right. a Sunday where they control their own playoff destiny. I'm like, come on, these are right. professional players. So right. they shouldn't have to be told that by Tom Coughlin or anybody. It's no, just, and, and, and they did it. They, remember, they've done this a couple of times this year. They, the Eagles came in there. They could have killed the Eagles sure. season there. And they had every motivation in the world, you know, revenge for last year and everything else. And, and they did it again on another division opponent. I mean, it's – and I tell you, the Achilles heel for Tom Coughlin is – this is going to – this is what's going to kill him if anything kills him with the team, if they, if they get rid of him, is his inability or his, his – I should say his poor batting average with selecting coordinators because he's gone through – um, Tim, uh, what was it? Tim Lewis, mm-hmm. uh, Sher- Bill Sheridan, mm-hmm. and uh, got Spags, who was a great pickup, and now um, Perry Fuel. And I, I don't, I don't know. It's so much they're not responding to Tom. I don't know if it's the defense not responding to Perry Fuel. It, it, uh, Coughlin's had one good defensive coordinator so far in his entire tenure here, and it looks like you know. Fuel, they're not responding to fuel either. I mean, and fuel, again, he's got problems because there's a lot of injuries and some talent issues, but there's a lot of mental breakdowns in this defense. They don't seem they don't seem very enthusiastic playing for him like they did for Spags. So I, I you know, I think that's going to be the death knell of him, of, of him if he does, if they do get rid of him, is, is you know, these, these coordinators he picked didn't work out. Yeah, yeah, but also, you know what, let's face it, Eli Manning has bailed out Tom Coughlin this year because, and overall, I mean, the reason why they've won maybe three or four of these games is just based on Eli Manning and what he can do in that last quarter and, and him. Six, him, Six yeah, games. Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, you know what, without Eli Manning this year and playing the way he is, the Giants have a really, really bad record. And Yeah, they may be a two-win team this year without Eli. That's what I'm saying. So I think ownership also has to take a look at that and just really decide – how many more years they want this this to go on for? Where it's just a one year thing, a one year thing. They got away with it one time, and he took them to the Super Bowl, and they gave him a new contract, and he responded with a terrific year the following year up until Plaxico Burris shot himself. But <laughs> you know, hey, but you know what? You know, I, I I like I said, I like Tom Tom Coughlin. I just don't know how many years the Giant fans can go all, along with this because let me tell you something. I don't go to the home games anymore. I went to every home game for many years when I worked with the Giants, and if I'm a fan. And I go to every home game, and I see the way they perform at home beside the Green Bay game this year. I'm telling you, that's a waste of money. That's a waste of money because I'm showing up every week. I'm paying my money, and it just looks like the players really don't care if they're home, if they're away, if they're playing in the sandlot, or if they're playing, you know, anywhere else. So let's hope that they show up this week in the same stadium, but as visitors against the New York Jets. We're going to come right back and talk about that on Football NYC's Big Blue Breakdown. YesNetwork.com's award-winning coverage includes blogs and columns from the pros who have their pulse on New York sports. It's truly a one-stop source for all of the best videos, news, and information on the web. That's all at YesNetwork.com. Welcome back to the Big Blue Breakdown 
Once again, here are Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy. Welcome back, everyone, to Giants Big Blue Breakdown Podcast. Joe Callow along with Eric Kennedy from the Big Blue Interactive website, number one Giants fan message board on the web. And, you know, it used to be in the old Giants stadium, the Jets would throw up some curtains and throw up that Namath and the Weeb Eubanks posters, and it would become uh, Jet Stadium for three hours. But now... I think they just have to change a couple of lights. So we put on the flashy green lights, and let's hope that the Giants think that they're playing at another stadium so they come in as a strong road team because we feel much more confident playing as a road team. So let's hope they, you know, they lose sense of where they are for a little while because, you know, I've been asked by people all week, what do you think, what do you think, by Jet fans, what do you think? I said, at this point, if I look at my team, I really can't give you any sense of what they're going to do on Sundays because I can't see any evidence so far that they're going to produce either way. I mean, it's really, it's really a toss-up with this team. Yeah, it, how, it, one of the strangest things about this team is during Koffler's tenure is it plays very well on the road, even in years where they've had eight and eight seasons. You, you, they still have winning records on the road. It may be you know, only five and three, or there may, there may be a, a 500 record four and four. But they, they, they usually play well on the road, but they just don't play well at home. And it, it's the strangest thing. Um, they just, you know, they're the they're these awful defeats, and and like you said, maybe maybe they'll listen to the crowd and feel like they're at another stadium. Um, you know, this, this is this is a strange game um, in the sense, but a good an exciting game because it means so much to both teams. Rarely do you see the Giants and the Jets playing uh, a game where it means so much for both teams at the same time. And I don't think you know either team. Either team is playing for their playoff lives, and I don't think you can make a strong case that either team is really going anywhere. Even if they do make the playoffs, um, yeah, the Jets aren't aren't a scary team. That's the one thing I've been trying to keep people's heads up this week. If you're a Giants fan, this this isn't a scary Jets team at all. Mark Sanchez is up and down as any quarterback in the league, and there are, t- there are times when he's just dreadful. Um, you know, the Jets don't rush the passer particularly well, but they have those good corners and 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 they they can defend the pass and um, they can run the football. So it, you know, I look at this game and I see there are reasons why I think the Giants will lose. Um, and but there are there, but then I look at the reasons why I think the Giants can win. And, you know, I look at the quarterback matchup and I say, you know, I'd rather ta- I'd rather have Eli than Sanchez. Um, then again, the Jets' defense is obviously playing better, except last week um, um, against against the Eagles. But the Jets' defense is playing better, so it's really going to be interesting to see for both teams because it means so much. I, I think the pressure is actually more on the Jets in this game because I think more people expect them to win. Um, so we'll see. It, it's it's going to be a fun game. I think a dramatic game. Christmas Eve, both teams desperate. New York versus New York. So much on riding it on the line here, and even including the including the the uh, the, the future of Tom Coughlin and, and, and the direction of the team. So, it, it, it there's a lot of drama surrounding this, both during and after the game. I think. Yeah, and I think the best matchup of the day, I think, will be the Jets' defensive backs against the Giants' receivers. Because oh, uh, without a doubt, yeah. You know, you're going to take out one of the receivers with Revis, and then you're going to have either Victor Cruz or Manningham if he plays. And what really has killed the Jets this year has been the tight ends, and it looks like the Giants are going to be down to uh, maybe calling Mark Bavaro back this weekend to play <laughs> because they're not in real good shape with tight ends. So I don't know what the matchup's going to be there, and I'm surprised so far. We only have, uh, I think, a, a day to go. We haven't heard anything stupid out of Brandon Jacobs' mouth. So, you know, let's see what we hear from there, and let's hope Ahmad Bradshaw really has a good game 
you know, for the sake of the Giants running game. So it takes a little heat off of Eli because I don't I don't really fear the Jets pass rush because they really don't have one. They don't have but, one. They have to blitz when they bring the pass. And that leaves the one-on-one opportunities yeah. outside. And I don't think they're afraid of Revis. Mm-hmm. You know, they, if you listen to their wide receivers this week, right or wrong, they don't seem to be afraid of that guy, and I think they're going to test him. Now, you, we'll find out, we'll, you know, we'll talk next week, and we'll find out if that was the right strategy or not. I, I'm not a big fan of Cromartie at all. Um, I think they can do some things against him, but they sound like they think they're going to do some things against Revis. So the Jets will bring it, and it's going to be, can Eli and those wide receivers play like they did against the Packers and the Cowboys, or are they going to come up small like they did against the Redskins? Yeah, and I, and if I'm the Jets' offensive coordinator, I'm just sitting back there and throwing the ball up to Plaxico. I mean, really, I mean the guy and the tight end and Keller. Oh, I, yeah. I throw Keller all day all over the middle on the Giants. Oh defense. yeah, I mean, and Santonio Holmes is very good going over the middle. So I but think the Giants Sanchez has got to get him the ball. See, that's the that's the key in this game. You don't know what you're going to get with Sanchez. If he, you know, there's a lot of pressure on them to win this football game, and there's going to be a lot of pressure on Sanchez. And he's got to be loving playing against the New York Giants defense because it's a mess. You know, he might come out of this. You know, I'm sure the biggest nightmare Giants fans have is that Plaxico Burris is going to have four touchdowns in this game. You know, including the game winner in the final seconds. Um, and and people will start saying that he, uh, Sanchez is better than Eli. That might happen just because the Giants' defense is so poor. But I, you know, I, I tell you, we've got the quarterback, and they don't. And the Giants' defense can play up, play any any type of respectable defense in this game. The Giants have a shot at this because I, I'm not a big Mark Sanchez fan. Yeah, and as a as as strictly as a Giants fan right now, I'm going to talk as a fan. I don't care if Sanchez wins the game in the last minute. And people <laughs> talk about how he's better than Eli and how the Jets own the town. The Jets going to need a couple more Super Bowl victories because the last memory I remember of the Jets is Joe Namath running into that tunnel with his hand up in the air. And that's pretty much it. The Giants have won the last three or four matchups between these two teams. Who cares about the stupid summer game between the two teams? <laughs> so what? They have a coach now that's just like his dad. Now this is just me going on a Giants rant because you know you know what the headline are going to be the next day, you know, even though it's Christmas Day with Jet fans. And, and, and you know what? Even if the Jets do beat the Giants this weekend, they're not going, they're they're really, going anywhere. They really just beat a 500 team. I mean, you're yeah, really and proud not going about anywhere. Really. And, and, and on the flip side, now being a defensive Giant fan, talking about my own team, if the Giants win this game, that's terrific. And I think, I, I really hope that they come out and it's sad that I have to sit here and hope that they come out and they look enthused and they want to play. It's sad that I have to talk about that on Christmas, you know, Christmas Eve against the Jets when they still control their own playoff fate, that I'm really crossing my fingers and hoping that they look like they want to play there. But still, Eric, even if they do win this game, which they definitely can because I don't think the Jets are a very good team either, you know, what makes me have faith that they're going to beat the Dallas Cowboys next week? Because Dallas, No, that's that. That's you know, my prediction. And yeah. you and I have talked about that. I think they're going to win this game and they're going to lose the final game. I think that's what's going to happen. We'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But right. I think they're going to come out and, and play well in this game. I don't know why I think that. I just, I just have this feeling that they do. And I think they... They'll, they'll, we'll have to see, you know, which way the ball bounces and all that. And then, it, I, like, like you said, the key matchup is our receivers against their defensive backs. But the defense has got to make a stand. You know, someone's got to come up, not just the first quarter, not just, you know, an interception in the first quarter that people forget about. Mm-hmm. You've got to make a stand in the fourth quarter. You've got to make a play. Get an interception and return it for a touchdown. Jets have been giving up a lot of defensive scores this year. Special teams have been a problem for the Jets. Get some turnovers. Give, give the offense the ball on the 20-yard line. You know, that's what they need. We need we, they need some momentum. Get, you know, and, and it's, I think they're, it's going to be an exciting game. I think both teams are going to be fired up. I think it's going to have a playoff 
feeling. I don't think we'll be talking about intensity. Whether the Giants win or not, we'll see. But I, I think this is going to be a fired-up team. And if they don't, if they don't come up fired up, and this is what you're getting at, you're, you know, you're, you're talking about you've got to wonder whether, you know, as a fan, of the, if they don't, then that's really a, uh, an indictment on the entire franchise, players, coaches, that they're, they're going to have to make some changes. Because if you can't get fired up for this with so much, and I'm not even, again, talking about so much the Jets, but the playoffs are at stake. It's December. You know, so much is on the line in this game. And if you can't come up and, and get fired up for this thing, then, then you need a heart transplant. I want them so fired up, I want them all looking like the heat miser. Yeah. And I want them all making that <laughs> face looking like the heat miser for Christmas because if they don't come out and they lay a stinker this week, I'm going to really, really be upset next week. And yeah, and, no one, and like you said, no one's going to show up for the last game. It's going to be filled with Dallas Cowboy fans. Oh. And that's where, as you said, the Maras are going to – that's really going to be embarrassing. Right, right. Well, let's hope the Giants give their fans a nice Christmas gift here on Christmas Eve. And, Eric, thank you as always, and you have a great holiday. And all you, you Giant too. fans out there, you have great holidays. and. Let's hope the Giants give you a nice surprise on Christmas Eve. Christmas to, Eve. Yeah, to get everything ready for a nice Christmas weekend. We hope it all have a, a nice, happy, safe one out there. And we'll talk to you next week on the Big Blue Breakdown Podcast. Stay true. Stay blue.